0: Hello, everyone. We are at chapter 10, Escape. It's on page 133, McGraw, Beware of Dog by Bob Balabon. I may have been saying his last name wrong, so, but it is Balabon. B-A-L-A-B-A-N. Here we go. While Thomas impatiently listened to his aunt's mind-numbing stories, McGraw labored inside the cage that prevented his escape. The dog had been taken into the yard and shoved unceremoniously into his prison. The evil doctor removed the chain from around his neck, and the twitch, and in the twitch of a whisker, McGraw felt his tremendous strength returned. He was ordered to dig a deep but narrow hole under, until some kind of black, wet, and extremely valuable substance was reached. McGraw didn't want to obey the unpleasant man. The pinched, with his pinched face and bony fingers. He He lay down and clenched his teeth and stubbornly refused to dig until Nurse Leona popped her head out a back window and smiled winningly. You better get off your you know what and get back to work, you filthy mutt. She explained that something dreadful beyond imagining would happen to his pals if he didn't. The dog decided to do exactly as he was told. If you don't watch your step, warned the doctor, narrowing his already beady little eyes into terrifying slits. The anti-electromagnet will be turned up so high that your very atomic structure will be compromised. In fact, the doctor added, lowering his voice to a fiendish rattle, You might end up a fish or worse, even a worm that gets eaten by a fish. The doctor shuddered with pleasure at the terrible thought McGraw tried not to listen and put more energy into his digging. Meanwhile, Nurse Leona worked cheerfully in the kitchen. It was the doctor's birthday and she was assembling a large and especially gooey banana cream pie to celebrate the occasion. She planned to surprise him with a little party in the garden, nothing fancy. She purchased paper hats and blowers and a few surgical gloves blown up and inscribed with festive greetings for decorations. No friends were invited since neither of them had any. The doctor, the dog was already several hundred feet below ground level, below ground level and busily digging away when he suddenly made a simple but important decision. If Thomas and Violet were in even the slightest bit of danger, he must try to escape. He started digging furiously, sideways instead of down. Earth and bits of roots were flying in all directions. Within a couple of seconds, the dog found himself well beyond the walls of his cage. He rocketed triumphantly to the surface, emerging somewhere near the back door, right underneath Nurse Leona. She had just completed putting the candles on the birthday pie and at that very moment was carrying it proudly to the doctor. She was about to yell surprise when McGraw burst through the grass beneath her, sending her and her creation flying into the air. Instead of surprise, she screamed a different highly unprintable word. First the pie and then the woman herself made a crash landing right on top of the unsuspecting doctor. McGraw couldn't have planned it better. The doctor was knocked unconscious from the blow and lay flat on the grass, covered in mounds of gooey whipped cream. Nurse Leona was in such a state of shock from her unintended fall that all she could do was sing happy birthday over and over as she lay covered in a mixture of bananas, cream, and grass. McGraw didn't waste a second. He grabbed his metal leash and using both tooth and paw, swiftly tied it around the doctor and the nurse. He wrapped the end of the leash securely around the railing and before leaping the backyard fence in a single bound, took a large and defiant bite of the pie, which he immediately spit right back out. Nurse Leona Ona was a terrible cook. The, ner- the dog could have saved himself a lot of trouble by simply letting her give the pie to the doctor who probably would have died of food poisoning. McGraw hurtled down the street he had to find Thomas. His legs moved faster and faster until he was an energized ball of fur that barely touched the ground. A trail of fallen leaves churned in his wake. The poor, tormented cat, newly recovered from her most recent run-in with the dog, had finally gotten up the courage to venture outside. She saw McGraw barreling toward her at the speed of light and simply gave up escape, she said, was not in the cards, so she sat forlornly in the middle of the sidewalk and awaited her destiny. The cat rubbed her eyes with her paws when the dog whizzed past, not even stopping to bark. At first, she was greatly relieved, and then she began to wonder if she was losing her appeal. Thomas sensed McGraw vividly. He could see the dog running toward them as clearly as if he were looking directly into a window. He was so relieved he let out an involuntary whoop. Aunt Molly didn't notice and Stewie didn't care. Neither of them even batted an eyelash when the roar of an approaching tornado told Thomas and Violet that McGraw was indeed on his way. Thomas greeted the dog with a sustained hug that met with a flurry of licks and happy barks. Poor Violet got in the way of the dog's tail which was wagging so quickly that small trees were swaying in the draft it created. She blew backward down the street. Luckily, just as her feet started to leave the ground, she was able to grab onto a nearby fire hydrant. McGrawl and Thomas engaged in a brief but intense communication. Share, please, Violet said. We got to get to minder binders. It's worse than we thought. Fur coats? Violet stammered, her eyes widening. Before... Thomas had a chance to reply. McGraw started racing down the street. Thomas and Violet could scarcely keep up with the dog who was traveling at a fraction of the speed of which he was capable. The dog didn't mind. He was happy to be reunited with his friend and with Violet. With his superpowers fully restored, he looked forward to capturing the evil stranger and his accomplice and bringing them to justice. As McGraw and Violet and Tom and Thomas, neared the Minderbinder clinic, they slowed to a quiet tiptoe and carefully approached the building from the side. They needed, they needn't have been so careful. In a second, they noticed the wide open door swinging back and forth lazily on its creaking hinges. All the lights in the house were out. Clearly, no one was home. And clearly, little Susie and little Cecily, McGraw's rightful owners, quotation marks, were a creation of the doctor's twisted imagination. Before the anxious trio had even a second to settle on a plan, McGraw's superhearing detected the bending of some blades of grass. The dog and his friends turned around just in time to find the doctor and nurse standing calmly behind them, a large net in their outstretched arms. Violet let out a scream like a banshee. Before they had a chance to take a step, the net was hurled and the children and the dog were being dragged back into the house. Violet started screaming for help, and Thomas tried to grab onto Nurse Leona's legs, almost managing to trip her. McGraw felt his powers diminishing the second he came in contact with the net. It had a series of tiny metal wires carefully woven into it and was, of course, connected to the dreaded anti-electromagnet in Nurse Leona's tote bag. Nurse Leona didn't even bother to hum. No one would have heard her. And anyway, the pesky children and their dog would soon be carefully locked away inside the house, never to be seen again. The doctor and nurse pushed and pulled at their prisoners, working the net and its contents closer and closer to the doorway as Violet, Thomas and McGraw tried frantically to break loose. The dog grabbed a handful of netting in his mouth and desperately started chewing on it. He would happily sacrifice himself if, he, if only he could create a hole large enough for the children to get through. He managed to break through one or two of the strands, but the strength of his jaws was so dis- diminished he would have had a hard time with a stake, let alone the metallic wires. They were almost inside the house now. Thomas and Violet and McGraw didn't stand a chance against the two adults. The doctor was grunting and sweating as Nurse Leona held the door open. They tried with all their might to push their captives through the doorway into the house. Both Thomas and Violet stretched out their legs and arms and tried to form a living wedge too wide to get through the door. You might as well give up. Nothing can save you now. The dog is mine. The doctor was breathing so hard that he could scarcely get the words out. Still, he managed a terrifying and utterly mirthless laugh. It was clear that in another second, the children and the dog would be overpowered and dragged into the house to a fate, to face a fate Thomas didn't even want to think about. McGraw knew this too, and so he did the only thing he could have. He moaned and shuddered and stood up dramatically and then killed over as if he was dead. Poor Thomas was so upset, he almost started to give the dog CPR, but received a quick message back to back off. He realized that McGraw was once again coming to the rescue. As soon as McGraw killed over, the fake vet yelled at the fake nurse. She was so upset, she started weeping and dropped her end of the net, allowing the two children and the dog to make a break for freedom. And then Nurse Leona called the doctor a name and he started yelling at her. Then suddenly they noticed their net was empty. Their captives had made it to the sidewalk and were making a mad dash for the alley and ran behind the houses across the street. They, The three escaped, raced down the alley with their angry re- pursuers hot on their heels. Where was Aunt Molly when you needed her, Thomas thought. He looked up and down the street and could see no trace of her or anyone else. He doubted the evil man would do any harm to them if somebody was watching. Thomas was correct. The doctor depended on... Anonymity. When you couldn't take over a small shop, let alone an entire town, if people knew what you were up to. Unfortunately, it was just that time of evening when everyone was at home doing dinner dishes or watching their favorite television show, there wasn't a person in sight. The sound of the pursuing footsteps was getting louder and louder. Fortunately, McGraw felt his powers quickly returning Strength surged through his body until he practically quivered. McGraw quickly assessed the situation. After screeching to a halt, he grabbed Thomas by the belt and sent him a message to hold on to Violet with all his might. McGraw bounded upward, pulling Thomas and Violet with him. Just then, the evil duo turned into the alley. Stop, stop, binder, binder screamed. I don't want to hurt you. I just want to be your friend. As if there were any shred of a chance, McGraw, Thomas, and Violet didn't know exactly what kind of menace they were dealing with. Violet felt the bottom of her stomach do a little dance as they flew higher and higher into the air. Thomas held his breath and summoned up the courage to look down. He was thrilled to see the doctor and his nurse far below them rushing willy-nilly on the ground. The strangers raced off in search of their prey. They couldn't imagine how Their captives had managed to disappear into thin air, which was, of course, exactly what they had done. It never even occurred to them to look up. And then McGraw and the kids made a swooping descent, landing on exactly the spot where they'd taken off. Thomas was panting so hard that he could barely speak, but he managed to get out a warning to Violet. Whatever you do, don't tell your mother. She'll never let you out of the house again. Violet was in complete agreement. I'm not even supposed to watch MTV. McGraw cast a bionic eye in all directions. Minderbinder and Leona were nowhere to be seen. All that remained of them were a pair of broken spectacles and a pom-pom from the top of Nurse Leona's favorite hat. McGraw immediately took a careful sniff of his arch enemy's possessions. If evil had an odor, this was it. The dog practically reeled from an aroma that combined the scents of dead fish, greasy potatoes, and rhubarb with a distinct blend of formaldehyde and gasoline. This was a scent he would remember for a lifetime. Thomas and Violet trailed behind McGraw as McGraw led them quickly away. It was no longer safe being on the street. As luck would have it, Officer Nelson, Officer Erickson, newly installed replacement happened to turn the corner at that instant, and the dog and Thomas and Violet ran right into him, literally. Whoa, what's the rush, kids? Officer Nelson picked himself up and brushed off his uniform. He smiled at Thomas and Violet and gave McGraw a friendly pat on the head. If he had spoken to Officer Erickson before his rapid departure for the dude ranch, the pat might not have been quite so friendly. And then McGraw did the only thing he could think of. He hopped right through the open window of the officer's waiting police car. Hey, what's that dog doing? Officer Nelson asked bewildered. McGraw had decided to try to beat the evil doctor and nurse back to their office. They were likely to return to their safe haven. And McGraw looked forward to heading them off at the pass. That's the end of chapter 10. Monday, we'll resume with chapter 11, The Encounter, and we'll start on page 149 then. Have a great weekend.